I'm Daphne McLean, and this is The Quad, bringing you voices from our very own world, the East Chicago Quad and beyond. Where were you on April 15th? If you were in any major city in the U.S., you probably heard about and maybe participated in the Fight for 15 rally to raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour. I was at the march in Chicago, along with 10,000 low-wage workers and community members. It was awesome, with people chanting and carrying signs and banging on drums, and it was the first time I ever realized how many people were affected by this issue and really how important it is. It's a controversial movement because it's about race, gender, and age, and it's being discussed on campus as well as nationwide and globally. I talked to two students from SSN, the Southside Solidarity Network, about their part in the organization for the Fight for 15 rally on April 15th. Emma Labounty and Haley Goldstein give their points of view on why this is an issue that should be important to all of us, and why now is the time for us all to get involved. This is Emma Labounty, a fourth year. I think that Fight for 15, um, what was so exciting, I think, about Fight for 15 in general, but especially about April 15th, is um, that it's like, it's something that is going on in so many different places around an issue that so many different types of people, like across age, you know, across all ages, across um, all races, uh, really understand as like a really important struggle. Um, and I think that on April 15th, one of the things that was incredible about that day was knowing and seeing photos of people out in, you know, at least tens of cities, if not hundreds of cities um, across the United States. In terms of why I think it was so exciting to participate in Fight for 15 as students um, is, you know, I think that students, as students, first of all, a lot of us are coming into our first, in the last few years or now or in a couple of years, we are really coming coming face to face with the prospect of like having to like actually make a living and like support ourselves in the world. Um, and I think that there's probably a startling realization um, for some of us, um, some of us have probably known for longer than others, some of us starting to realize it now, that minimum wage is just like really not enough to survive on. Um, and I think like, you know, really starting to understand like what it takes to support oneself in the world, like understand like, you know, 725, 825, uh, even $10, like doesn't really cut it. Um, I think that students are really terrified about the world that we're entering into. Um, I know that I am. I'm scared for myself. I'm definitely scared for, like, a lot of my friends entering into the economy as it is, that even with, like, degrees, like, there's so much. Even, you know, even academia, um, adjunct professors are making minimum wage, right? It's like every, across the economy, people are not making enough to survive. Um, and that's just a fact of the world that we're graduating into. I can't help but feel a similar fear for my financial future. I've worked many minimum wage jobs, as have most of my friends, and it's not hyperbole to say the wage is unlivable. That's for students like myself, but even more so for parents working to support a family. I talked to Haley about her view on the importance of the Fight for 15, specifically with a focus on women's rights. My name is Haley Goldstein. So I organize with the Southside Solidarity Network here, which is part of the Iron Student Network. Um, so we were working with all, a few other campuses in Chicago, and Within SSN, a lot of us, we're predominantly women. Um, I think a lot of us were radicalized around feminist issues, and I know that it's something that like, a lot of us really care about and want to work on in the future, and there seems to be this 
like force that could build this movement around women's issues, it's just not happening right now. So I'm really excited to see what that will look like. I think that it's often really hard to talk about gender oppression in terms of organizing around specific issues because it's so nuanced, it affects us, it's so ingrained in our society in ways that like just extends into our personal lives so much more and I think it's a lot harder to address. Um, so the first reason I was interested in Fight for 15 is because it seemed like this kind of unique moment where a lot of these workers who are not unionized and have been really difficult to unionize are coming together in this movement. Um, for me especially, it was really exciting to see a lot of women at the forefront of it since so many women make up the low-wage workforce, but they're often not highlighted as the center of the struggle, and especially because a lot of the issues that specifically pertain to women are often overlooked, like that it's a lot harder for women to work in these places that give them really inconsistent schedules since they're so often in charge of taking care of their children. Um, and obviously there's no paid maternity leave in any of these um, jobs. And that makes up like a huge challenge for women that a lot of discourse on labor organizing, I think, overlooks. Um, so it was really exciting to see a movement that was like actually addressing these issues. I would really like to work on campaigns that put women at the forefront, and I don't know exactly what that looks like yet. I don't think there are a lot of examples of that happening. Yeah, to me, that's something that I think is gaining momentum. I think hopefully in like the next five to 10 years, we'll start to see a lot more like women-centered issues that we can get everyone behind. At temperatures below the rule of law, oh, bounty land, sweet Dixie land, how simple it is. Fifteen isn't some like aspirational horizon, and we're going to settle for like you know, nine in these however many states or 10 in these states or 15 in these cities, but, like, that this is something that's going to, like, keep going and keep building until there's economic justice, not just in this one place or not just in this, these few states, but where it exists for everyone um, in the United States and I think ultimately everyone globally. Um, and I think being able to be a part of a moment that's that coordinated and that unified um, is something that is really quite rare. Um, in organizing. I think it really brings a sense that there is a movement for economic justice in this country. I think that people are starting to believe that. And when people start to believe that, that's when they can actually take action. Um, and when they actually feel like taking action, being out on the streets is something that they they have to be there, not that it's something that's good. Some people do, who are do-gooders, but like we're in a movement moment and like it's the responsibility, it's the collective responsibility of all of us right now to be out there um, fighting to create an economy that works for most of us and like not just the wealthy few and not just the 1%, um, not just the incredibly wealthy 0.1%. Uh, it's a quite astounding and numbered all the stars. This episode was made by me, Daphne McGlean, with help from Summerfield's Nate Tan and The Quad. Special thanks to Haley Goldstein and Emma Bounty and The Ladles for music. They're on tour now. Go see them. Thanks for listening. And only the walls of a door